Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, welcome to church again. My name's Caleb. Who was impressed with Pastor Ann, our lip sync battle? Runners up. Charlene Russell, great job, by the way. That was really cool. Uh, now I know where Dan Russell gets his dance moves from. That's true. Scotty, if you want to contend to that, we can have a dance-off after you versus your wife. Are we ready? Why don't you open your Bibles with me this, this evening? I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 13. This is such a well-known passage, but this week it really came alive to me. Matthew 13, 31 to 32. Another parable he, Jesus, put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Sponsored by Coles or my carols. I brought some mustard seeds this week. Appreciate it to them. It's like a mustard seed. Look at them. Are you ready? Can you see that? Tiny. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, Jesus said, which a man took and sowed it in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. This evening I've called this message, Weed and Feed. Weed and Feed, let's pray. God, I just pray over this message. God, I pray over this parable that you spoke, Jesus. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would breathe fresh life on it tonight. And God, I don't care whether we've heard or read this before, but God, I pray tonight it would be alive and active, Lord, and your word would accomplish what you want. God, I pray for open hearts and open ears and open minds tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. 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 My point, my first point, I'm going to get straight into it. Are you ready? Is seed. Everyone say seed. Seed. Who shops at seed? Not me. Seed. The gospel started with one man. Jesus here, he was speaking about this seed of the kingdom. You, You see, we can look at these a couple of different ways. We can look at this you know, God who was and is and always was. We could look at God or we could look at Jesus who was from God and God as the seed. The, the gospel started with one, with one man, some would say a small seed. Jesus of Nazareth, from small, humble beginnings, a small seed. I love what John says, John 1, 43, to 46 says this, are you ready? The following day, Jesus went to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Um, Here we have Philip and he's saying, hey guys, we've found the one, we've found the one, we've found the one to his mate Nathanael. And Nathanael says, can anything good Come out of Nazareth. Philip said to him, come and see. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Jesus was this small seed that the world, that the Roman Empire saw as insignificant, unimportant. He was a small seed. 2,000 years later, what has small seeds produced? In my life, completely transformed the way I think, 
the way I act, the way I respond when people hurt me, the way I, I pour out love on people that I would probably have judged in the past. This seed has completely changed my life. Has it changed yours? What about our world? It's completely changed the way we govern this world. It's contained people from generations past to current. This seed, this Jesus, this mustard seed has changed and continues to change the world forever. I love what Philip said to Nathaniel. He said, come and see. Can a relationship with Jesus change us? Can it? Because if we believe that as Jesus was saying that a mustard seed, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. I'm like a mustard seed. My love is like a mustard seed. I am like a mustard seed that has all the potential in it, that this has the potential to plant thousands of trees. There's a potential in this cup here, even more seeds to plant so, so much. But what are we doing with what we have? Come and see, can a relationship with Jesus change? Can it change our relationships? Can it change our mental health? Can it change our family? Can it change our physical body? Can it change our anxiety and our fear? Can it change our past and the the things that we can't seem to get over? Can it change our future? Can a mustard seed change? Can the power and the love of Jesus in us change us? Jesus is the mustard seed sown into the world so that we can overcome. But which leads us to this question then what? This is great. Jesus, oh yeah, mustard seed, I I get this. It's small. We've all heard this before. It's small, it's insignificant, it's sown and it grows large. And then what? If this work of Jesus started with one man, Jesus himself, this Christian movement, this Jesus movement, if it started with one man and now there are millions and millions and millions, we would say, oh, it's grown large, but then what? Is that it? Have we seen the fulfillment of all that Jesus has? Have we seen the greatness of his church? Have we? I vote no. I say no, we haven't seen the goodness of God yet to the full extent that I want to. I haven't seen as many people come to know this love and this grace that I have and I want to see and he wants to see in this world. Then what? My question for us today is are we sowing seed? We actually believe that if the seed grows in us, I started this relationship with God and from that it's grown in me. It's changed the way I walk, it's changed the way I talk, it's changed the places I go, the places I don't go and do go and want to go. It's changed everything, but then what? So I can watch a limpsick battle, have a cheap dinner, clap for the winner, which was Charlene, whilst honouring Pastor Anne. And then go home. Is that it? No, that it changes my life so that I can sow these seeds, so that my dream would be that some way I live my life, I could chuck more seeds out and others' lives would be impacted and changed. So then what is that we get to be part of this sowing process, that it's not just so we can enjoy God and his benefits and we don't have to think about the bad things we've done anymore because that's, we've removed ourselves from that and that's it. No, it's so that we can be professional seed chuckers. Seriously. When was the last time that you threw some seed? And it's not necessarily standing on a soapbox and preaching judgment. We've tried that. Congratulations. 
I hope we've realised that there's better ways. I hope we've realised that when we love the unloved. When we accept those that are outcasted, what are we doing? What are we doing? When we forgive, when in a past life we would have been waiting to be, for them to forgive themselves. We would have been forgive us and ask for acceptance and ask for forgiveness. No, no, we forgive. Why? Because he first forgave us and we're going to sow these seeds and they're going to sow and they're going to propagate and they're going to change this world. I'm so proud of you, Highway, because you do this every week. When we feed the hungry, it's okay. We brought two Dyson, called this vacuum cleaners two weeks ago. So I get to do this all night and the service team love it. You should have seen them this morning. They were crowding around, checking out. I've never seen guys admire vacuum cleaners so much before. It was awesome. The service team were like, wow, who gets to use that after the service? When we feed the hungry, we are sowing seeds. When we give of our tithes and our offering. Don't think that you're just putting money to keep the lights on here and to keep the building and to pay for Gilston. That, yes, thank you for doing that. But we're sowing seeds. We're saying, God, I believe what you've done in my life and I want to see this area, I want to see the world change and I want more people to come to know you. When we give of our tithes and our offering, we're not just throwing money away, we're sowing seeds. When we befriend the lonely, when we help the helpless, when we extend grace to our world, when we freely forgive, we're leveling the playing field and we're sowing seed. Would you be people? Would, would Highway be a church? Would we be people? Would I be an individual that would be concerned about sowing seed? I want to be. How about you? Man, I, I'm challenging myself tonight. As I was preparing this message before and I'm up in my office, I'm going, God, I don't know that I feel adequate to preach this. I don't know that I feel... <laughs> like I'm doing this good. God, help me in my walk. Let me be a seed thrower. Because if God is good, like we sing, if he's great, like we sing, if he's great, like the preacher says, and we're there, amen, in it every Sunday, well, then what are we going to do with it? It can't end with us. God's positioned you strategically. Jesus even said, I will build my church. But he wants to use us to do it. Number two, weed. Everyone say weed. I love this. Weed. Are you ready? Weed. This is crazy. This is crazy. Are you ready? Just stay with me for a moment. This is my big new idea that this whole message is based around. Are you ready? Let me read these words to you. This is talking about the parable of the mustard seed that Jesus himself spoke. Are you ready? Some have identified a subvasive and scandalous element to this parable in that the fast-growing nature of the mustard plant makes it a malignant weed (laughs) with dangerous takeover properties. (laughs) Let, Let me read this. 
Penny the Elder, which is like a first century, like I think he published this in 78 AD, said this, a Roman, Roman heckles this, the very people that crucified Jesus, one of their philosophers wrote this, mustard is an extremely beneficial for health. Cool. It grows entirely wild, though it is improved by being transplanted. But on the other hand, when it has once been sown, it is scarcely possible to get the place free of it. As the seed, when it falls, germinates at once. That's Pliny the Elder, 19, sorry, 78 AD. That once it's sown, you can scarcely get rid of it. So wait a minute, what are you saying, Caleb? Are you saying the kingdom of heaven, the gospel, the good news is a weed? No, no, I'm not saying that. Because if I was saying that, you could argue me, you could challenge me, we could have differences of opinion and we could leave the same. But, but what if Jesus said it? <laughs> but what if someone, Pliny the Elder was a person in Jesus' day that he was alive when Jesus walked the earth and he wrote about this mustard that, you, <laughs> that it was a malignant weed? And Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a malignant weed. Good luck getting rid of this out of this world. I'm here to tell you today that I do not care about a lot of things that we stress about because the gospel that I know, the love that is in my life is like a malignant weed and I can't get rid of it. I was talking to Pastor Byron this week, like, I can't stop doing this. I've tried. I've sat on my balcony going, man, I could go back and be an electrician. I could do this. I could, but I can't because this is a malignant weed and God's got a hold of me and is not letting go. He's not letting go. The kingdom of heaven is a weed. Sounds wrong saying it. Does that sound wrong to you? My dad's a real funny guy, and hence why I've got the moustache to look more like him, which is weird because Kim says she likes the mo, so I'm not just going to leave that one there. But so many times as a kid, I remember laying turf with dad. It's like any excuse would be laying turf. It would be like at a friend's house or neighbor's house or an investment property they had or a home that they relocated to there. And my dad is always doing something. And I remember about 10, 12, 15 times laying turf with him. Was he a landscaper? Never. No, never. Did he do this for a job? No, he did this for fun. He's, he's literally the only person I know that has a roller, like he owns his own turf roller and never worked in lands, never, never worked in landscaping. It's his big barrel that he made himself, welded it at work and brought it home and huge, it weighs 50 kilos without water in it. This huge, like, why do you need a roller, dad? Like, takes up half of the backyard. But his one statement that I remembered every time we laid turf was this, son, it's a weed, it'll grow back. <laughs> So he'd be there, you know, you'd be doing your thing. I'd be trying to get it all neat and perfect and line it. He's like, son, it's a weed. It'll grow back. Throw it down. Hurry up. Cut it here. Do this. Do that. It's a weed. It'll grow back. It's a weed. It'll grow back. What if the kingdom of heaven was a weed and it'll grow back? Have you ever experienced nut grass? You know the nut grass? Those little bulbs and the... Man, there was this one garden out the front here. Myself and the other Caleb... And Wayne Human battled it for about a year straight. I'm not exaggerating. 
the solution was in the end to put tarp down, topsoil on top, now I've got plants growing on top of the new soil because we couldn't get rid of the nut grass. It's like we'd pick it up out here and we'd pull it out here and it would shoot up over there. We'd poison it here and it would come back over there. We'd, we'd dig up and these bulbs would be connected by these tiny little strings and it was like, what? Some people say that nut grass, the bulbs can, can stay dormant for up to 10 years, waiting for a disruption in the soil or someone to go, oh, let's plant some whatever's here and then nut grass shoots. <laughs> what if the kingdom of heaven was like a weed? What if those people that you'd sown into in the past, what if your kids that aren't walking with God right now, what if the, all those seeds that you've sown, what if they're just lying there under the surface? What if, what if they're just waiting for a moment for that disruption or that moment or that challenge or that, that thing that comes out of the way and says, I'm going to plant this here. And no, 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 no. It starts to germinate and spring forth and they're like, What? I remember mum or dad say, I remember my uncle or auntie. I remember that RI teacher in school, in primary school. I remember that person that invited me to church. I remember. What if the kingdom of heaven was like a weed? Can I encourage you? Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying that those mustard seeds that you've sown, if they're not walking with God, that they're going to germinate. That when that moment is right and that time's there, it may look dormant now. It may look like it's a dire situation now, but can we be people of faith that would continue to pray and say, no, 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 God, this is kingdom of heaven. You said this, Jesus, is like a weed, and I'm believing that at the right time, I'm going to call in those suckers, and they're coming here. That in the right moment, they're coming back, they're turning to you, God. It may look hopeless at the moment, but I planted those seeds, and we're waiting to collect what if the church was like a weed? And we saw it decline in some places and thriving in others. Plenty of the elders said, you can scarcely get rid of it. What if I told you God will build his church? What if I told you that as numbers decline and statistics change and every year the census tells us different information, what if I told you they're not going to be able to get rid of this weed, <laughs> the kingdom of heaven? What if we talked about how the church is thriving in Asia, in China and in Africa? What if we talked about the kingdom of God extending beyond reach? What if we talked about all the things that our team does in India and the, the thousands of people that are influenced through the gospel? What if I told you the kingdom of heaven is like a weed and we might not all see it every moment of every day, but it's there and it's active and it's moving. It's establishing itself and it's going to take over the whole garden. Is this true? And is it like a weed? But what does that mean for me today? What does it mean for you today? It means don't stress. No matter what laws come in, no matter what's taught in our schools, <laughs> the truth has a funny way of coming through. That, <laughs> that these sneaky weeds 
like those little spear grass that get stuck on your socks and then they end up all in your yard and you're like, what? I didn't. Or that clover. Who's got clover? The house we sold in December. I fought clover every year. It's like clover and those bindies. I was talking to my granddad. He said, yeah, do it for seven years and it shouldn't come back. Seven years? I didn't even own that house for seven years. I don't have, I don't have seven years. What if I told you that the kingdom of heaven is like a weed and it's going to take over? The question for us is, are we going to be a part of what he's doing? Or is he going to be doing it over here because we're too busy doing our own thing over here? The kingdom of heaven is like a weed. It's impossible to kill this weed. In fact, remember a time when the world tried? (laughs) Remember a time when they're accusing Jesus of all these things? (laughs) will end this guy, his new teaching of peace and love, his new teaching where, wait a minute, we don't lord it over the people with violence, this new teaching where I'm, where, where I'm not better than you, but we're all equal, this new teaching where the last will be first and the first should, and, and they killed Jesus. How did that go for them? The Roman Empire killed him. <laughs> What's the largest Christian denomination? The Roman Catholic Church, what if I told you (laughs) they're not getting rid of this weed? What if this weed is one that just loves it? You know those weeds? It's like they go through your driveway and you're like, you can't, you can never get the roots out because they're in this tiny little crack and the roots are bigger than the crack. Do you know what I'm talking about? So every time you try and pull it out, you just snap it off. You just snap it off. And it's like every time you snap it off, the roots are still growing down and it's just this weed just springs up almost overnight because the roots are so big and it's crossing out and it's moving across and it's about to go crazy the moment you're not looking. In fact, the world tried and it spread like wildfire. Are we going to be a part of what Jesus is doing? Are we going to be a part of spreading this seed and watching it grow and change lives. Number three, I'm nearly out of time. Freed. Everyone say freed. freed. Let's go back to the parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it grows, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. Jesus told this parable of these seeds that's like a weed. <laughs> that grew above. I actually believe that when we start this walk with God, when we start this relationship with him, when we allow the seed of his love and his grace, when we allow the seed to go into our heart, that it grows to a place where we too can rise above, where we too can grow beyond what we thought possible because of the generations before, that we can grow above the insignificant things that we used to, worry about, that we could grow above the fear and the anxiety, that we could grow above the stupid sins of the past, that we could grow above and we could be these trees planted that were immovable. It says that the birds of the air came and nested. You see, when we are truly freed, it doesn't just become about us, but it becomes about us freeing others. This is so interesting, this parable. This <laughs> Just roll with me for a second. If you're a Middle Eastern farmer, 
What do you not want when you're trying to sow seeds to grow? Something that eats seeds. Do you know what that is? Bird. That's why we feed them something called bird. Oh, man. We should IQ test right now. Be through the roof. Birds eat seeds. Because there's this picture of this mustard seed going in and it's taking over that we would grow and we would be able to have vision for the first time because we're looking over the small mindsets, the small thinking, the unforgiveness of the past, the no future that we didn't have before we met him. We could rise above it and then the, the, the parable says, and the birds of the air could come and find rest. And what are they going to feed on? <laughs> the seed. What's a seed going to do? What seeds do? It's going to grow and it's going to take over. If you're a Middle Eastern farmer in Jesus' day, you hate birds because they eat all your seeds. <laughs> we love birds because they eat all our seeds. We love birds. We love people coming and going, wow, Caleb, is that you? I remember how insecure you were. I was there when you tried to do that speech in school and you struggled. Is that you? Is that, is that still the same person? Yeah, it is. Here's some seeds. Eat these puppies. <laughs> the birds, those people in our world, even the ones you don't like, come and find shelter. Our enemies, the political opposition, come and eat the seed of the gospel. You see, the truth is, church, that God made us. He made everything. And he loves you too much for you to stay broken, for you to stay hurt, for you to stay small, for you to stay stuck, bound with fear. But he had this new plan, this new kingdom called the kingdom of heaven that Jesus' job was to let loose here on earth. I've found it. But my challenge to you is, have you? Have you found this kingdom? Because it changes everything for me. And not just at one time at a Planet Shakers conference when I was 16. No, no, it changes everything for me weekly, daily, where the things I thought I knew almost don't seem to matter because of the greatness of the God that I found. And he's better than all the knowledge that I could find. I was reading this one book this week, and this guy said this crazy thing. He said, in a lot of the religions I'd studied, he said, I noticed that they sort of got to this place and they all named it different things, but he said, I'm going to call it the enlightened fool. <laughs> the enlightened fool. And I was like, well, that's interesting. What's he mean by that? And as he went on, he said, the enlightened fool means that they got to this place in their faith journey where they had this moment, and he said explicitly in Christianity, where they had this moment where they found God and nothing else mattered. All these opinions, all these truths, all these built-up wisdoms and commandments and things and facts, and they, got, they all led this person to this place where they realized, wow, God, I see you, and you're amazing, and nothing else matters. Let's pray. God, I just lift up your church tonight.
God, I just pray, Lord, that something that we spoke about would challenge. God, that it would motivate us to be your church here. Lord, that we would be professional seed chuckers. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have faith for those that we'd sowed into in the past and we haven't seen return on what we sowed. God, I just lift up everyone in our world, everyone that we know that's far from you. God, I pray, Lord, we pray over those seeds right now. They may be dormant, they may be distant, they may be buried deep right now, but God, we breathe your life. God, we breathe your power into it right now. And God, for anyone in this meeting tonight, God, that's distant from you right now, anyone here who doesn't know you or anyone here who's questioning tonight, God, I pray that they would find you tonight. And friends, it's as simple as responding and opening up your life to him tonight. If you're here and you want to respond to Jesus, you want to respond and start a relationship today, I would love to talk with you. Our team would love to pray with you, equip you, show you whatever you need to do that. If that's you and you're here tonight and you say, Caleb, I want this relationship with God that you have. Why don't you put your hand up now? I'd love to pray with you. Thank you, my friend. Who else? Say, Caleb, I want that. I want that freshness. I want that life. I want to know God. I don't just want to know about him. I want to know God. If you're here tonight, give me a wave. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the wave. Who else? Caleb, that's me. Pray with me. Include me in this prayer. Fantastic. Two people put their hands up. But are you ready for the next challenge? (laughs) Who's here tonight and you've grown cold? To To the point that you're like, Caleb, I've actually been blocking this seed growing in my life anymore because I'm comfortable, because it's scary on the other side, because I don't know what would happen if I actually let God put those roots further down. I don't know what would happen if I let him grow more in my life. If that's you tonight and you want to say, Caleb, this is a new day for me. Why don't you raise your hand because I'm going to pray for us in just a moment. This is a new day. I want more of you again, God. Maybe you felled him in the past and it's like, man, actually I'm dry, God. I want you to reestablish yourself in my life. Who else is there tonight saying, that's me. I want more of what you have Tonight, God, let's pray. If that's you, in that first group, pray with me with everything that you've got. If you're here tonight and you want more of God, rededicate your life tonight in this prayer. Dear God, we open up our life to you. We ask that you would deposit this new seed of a revelation of your love, of your grace, your enabling power into our hearts. God, lead and guide us afresh. Help us to to change this world by sowing your love, your grace to everyone we come in contact with. Have our lives, we pray, Lord. Use us afresh. Let us not pass up any opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen.